Hey, DJ, are you ready for another wonderful episode? Hell yeah! Woohoo! Baby! We're a couple of guys who like to watch movies Cinema nerds who made it our duty To make a show where we break down, discuss, and review We're the men who watch movies Hello and welcome to another episode of The Men Who Watch Movies My name is Alec And my name's DG the Movie Man Wagner Yes it is And we have another great episode for you today But first we're going to get down to business We're going to talk about a little movie news Oh yeah This week in movie news Our first bit of movie news for you today. Uh, apparently, Owen Wilson is making his own superhero movie. Oh. And did you have you heard about that? I've not heard about that, but is it like an indie film? I have no idea, but apparently it's called Secret Headquarters. It's going to be exclusive on Paramount Plus. Cool. I might have to check that out. I don't have Paramount Plus, uh, but um, I don't either, so I don't, I don't know. Oh, darn. I was going to I was going to drop in. Uh, and hopefully uh, use your account, but you don't have one. It looks like we have to befriend somebody that does. <laughs> Sounds like a solid plan. That would be great. But uh, we want to check it out. There's also another movie on there that we've been wanting to see, huh? Oh, yeah, The Offer. Yeah. It's really badass. I've yeah, only I'm... saw clips of it, but it is, like, really, really dead on. It's really, really good. You know, they got the right actors for it. They got the right actor for Marlon Brando. Um... Yeah, it's a really, really, really good biopic about Marlon Brando. You know, awesome, fantastic, terrific. It is mind-boggling. All, all the adjectives. <laughs> yep. Well, well, hopefully we could find someone that has an account. All right. And then next uh, bit of movie news, apparently Netflix is going to stop making its super expensive movies. Oh. Yeah, they're not doing too well right now, I've heard, uh, financially. Uh, so apparently they're going to stop doing like little niche movies. Uh, they're going to stop doing like mid-budget movies. Uh, they're going to do a, a kind of a less is more technique. So they're going to do less movies, but they're going to put more of a budget towards them. So hopefully there'll be better movies. What do you think about that? Oh, yeah. It's going to be really, really, really good. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, yeah, because I feel like they've been ha they haven't been putting out too much good content lately. Once in a while you get like a Stranger Things or, you know... Uh, you know, you know, you have a good movie here, here and there, but I feel like I'm glad that they're kind of paring back and going for uh, quality now. That's going to be excellent. And then uh, apparently James Gunn is bringing back uh, one of the cast members. Uh, Woohoo! Uh, Suicide. Suicide. Oh boy. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? A Suicide Squad movie. Uh, the, so the person uh, who played Ratcatcher Two, uh, Daniela. Mel Melquire, Melquire. I think that's how you pronounce it. I probably butchered it, but I think I don't know. I mean, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she's uh, she's gonna appear in Guardians of the Galaxy three. I'm I'm so looking forward to that movie. I love it. Cool. I feel like James Gunn and Taika Waititi, two excellent directors. I feel like they 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 they're great at doing you know their indie films and their own like movies. Uh, but then the, I feel like they collaborate very well with these big budget, um, uh, pictures. What do you think? Oh, it's going to be really, really awesome. You know, big, 
picture movies are so awesome, you know, depends on what the genre is or the type of film they're going to film, but it's going to be fantastic no matter what. Definitely. And uh, Maggie and Jake Gyllenhaal are working on a, uh, their first project together since Donnie Darko. Uh, yeah, so apparently it's a, yeah, a new movie. I'm not sure what it's called here, but uh, what do you think? What do you think about them as actors? It's going to look pretty good, you know. Them as actors is pretty, pretty, pretty good and pretty, pretty awesome, considering the fact that Maggie Gyllenhaal was in The Dark Knight with Christian Bale, 2008, which starred Heath Ledger as the Joker and Christian Bale as Batman. That's right. Yeah, she replaced uh, Katie Holmes, who apparently uh, decided to do Mad Money. Oh, that Mad Money. Yeah. Good movie. Is it? I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's with Ted Danson, you know, Stephen Roof, you know, all the other actors, Diane Keaton, all the other... Uh, Is that the one with uh, the Queen Latifah, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have not seen it. Well, but I'll take your word for badass. it. badass. Okay. And then uh, they released the new uh, trailer for the Pinocchio movie starring uh, Tom Hanks. He's in oh, everything. Oh, that'll be awesome. It looks interesting. I don't know. Th- those live-action Disney movies have been uh, hit or miss, so... Uh, have you seen the trailer for it? Not really, but if I saw the trailer, you know, Tom Hanks would be a really, really good Geppetto. And uh, who's playing Pinocchio? Uh, I have no idea. That's a good question. Well, he's a little CGI character that's meant to yeah. look like a, a you know wooden puppet. Yeah. I'm not sure who the voice actor is. And then they have like Jiminy Cricket. He looks kind of weird as like a CGI, like... Yeah, of course. He looks kind of like the the cartoon version, but then he has like like realistic cricket features a little bit. It's kind oh, of oh yeah, creepy like looking stuff like that. That's we'll see. Like you'll, you'll, awesome. We'll see how it turns out. And of course, the biggest movie right now, Top Gun Two, which I haven't seen yet. We got to go see it. We, we have got to go see it. I mean, yeah. I already saw the first one. The oh, second yeah. one looked badass. I mean, I heard it made a lot, a lot, a lot of money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I heard it did really well. Um, yeah, we gotta we we gotta be the men who see that movie. Exactly. Um, I heard a, I heard a lot of people were crying. I don't, that's a little extreme, but I have no idea. Anyway, I'm not, not to get too off topic. Let's get gonna, too off topic. I'm not gonna judge anybody, <laughs> but apparently it uh, it made an estimated 156 million uh, for Ooh. its four day opening, uh, according to Paramount, and that's uh, the biggest opening over the Memorial Day holiday weekend. Wow, um, overtaking Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, back in 2007, which made 153 million, so wow. um, good, you know, great job, uh, Tom Cruise. I almost said Tom Hanks. <laughs> great, you know, great job, Tom Cruise. He's I hope a, you make uh, more movies. Yeah, he's you're a, weird, a badass actor. Yeah, it, he's a weird guy that makes a good movie. <laughs> right. And apparently, uh, I heard that uh, Kenny Loggins had re-recorded Danger Zone. Oh, that'll be awesome uh, for that for that movie. But they ended up not using it; they just put in the original version of it. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, like, I mean, I love Kenny Loggins. You know, Danger Zone. Oh, yeah, he has, uh, like we talked about on our last episode about the um, what do you call it? The uh, movie movie music and movie tie-in music and soundtracks and whatnot. You know, Kenny Loggins. He, he, uh, he had some hits in the 80s, man, with those movie uh, soundtracks. Caddy Shack? Am, all, am I right? Freaking, um, you know, of course, Top Gun and then uh, Footloose. Oh, yeah. Can't remember that. Yeah. Classic. Kick off your Sunday shoes because it's a Friday. Yep. <laughs> Put on your Friday shoes, damn it. 
And uh, I believe that's it for this week in movie news. Yep. Uh, now let's get on to the main show. So uh, we're going to discuss a couple of things here. But the first uh, thing we want to talk about is uh, Ray Liotta, of course. Um, now, I didn't include it in, in the movie news because it's it's about a week old now um, since it, he passed away. But, you know, Ray Liotta, of course, he he's no longer with us. Uh, great actor. He's been in, in some great stuff. Uh, of course, I think most famously in Goodfellas. Awesome movie. I give it two thumbs up. Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh very uh, iconic role. Um, would you say? Would Would you say that's his fa- that, that that would be uh, his favorite movie of yours, or do you have another? Oh, yeah. another yeah, take? it's it's my favorite movie, and it's the best movie that Martin Scorsese made. And uh, he's been in a lot of movies that are so talented. Um, Something Wild, um, Field of Dreams. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, we we just watched a clip from uh, something wild. I've never heard of it, but that's awesome. That uh, there's like a scene. It has him and uh, Jeff Daniels, and they, there's like the scene. I'm not sure exactly what was going on in the film, but there's a scene in a diner with them too, and the, the dialogue is excellent. The execution of the uh, the lines is perfect. I want to see that movie now. It looks great. Maybe we can talk about it. Oh yeah, wonderful actor. What other um What other movies uh, did you enjoy him in? Pretty much everything, you know. I I enjoyed him in uh, Copland, really, really, really badass movie. Uh, really good story plot line. Really good, um, you know, casting. You know, it's awesome. You got Robert De Niro. You got Harvey Keitel. You got, you know, Ray Liotta, of course. You oh, got yeah. uh Sylvester Stallone who plays the fat sheriff. You got Janine Garofalo. Garofalo. Garofalo, yeah. Janine Garofalo. Excellent, yeah. And of course, he was in that movie uh, Hannibal, right? He he was in that movie. Oh yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, that that FBI agent. Yeah, I, the, I can't get that scene out of my head where he's sitting there, and then uh, Hannibal Lecter like had opened up his brain, and he he's like still alive, right? But he has like his head like open. You can see his brains and stuff. <sighs> oh, gnarly! Yeah. Uh, there's so many, so many memorable roles. And he, like, if you look at his IMDB account, like he just, he's just constantly working, like even in the smallest stuff, or like, even if it wasn't like the best role, like he still took it on. Uh, I think one of the last things that I saw him in was, uh, Hubie Halloween with Adam Sandler, uh, terrible, terrible movie, but, uh, you know, he still, he still, uh, gives a decent performance for what it is. You know, uh, I was just looking and, uh, it looks like his last role that he did is this movie called Cocaine Bear. Now, I've never seen it, but it looks pretty, pretty uh, different. Yeah, well, it's coming out next year, apparently. But it's uh, now this is this description from IMDb. It says it tells the story of a drug runner whose plane crashes with a load of cocaine that's found by a black bear who eats it. And apparently he goes on like a coke, a coke field rampage. That sounds amazing. I wonder. I wonder who he plays in that movie. I have no idea, but it looks pretty, pretty awesome. You know. Now I know this is probably wrong, but I'm I'm picturing Ray Liotta in a bear costume, just going nuts. That'd be that'd be awesome. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I th- I've heard about this. I I heard some uh heard some talk about this movie, and it, I don't know he was in it. So that's that's like an epic last movie for him. <laughs> I have no idea that that was his last movie, Cocaine Bear. That's that sounds that I would want that to be my you know last thing I've ever worked on. Sounds awesome. Yeah. 
yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I heard about it, but I mean, I didn't know he was involved with it. So I got to check it out. Apparently has uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr. Oh, the son of uh, Ice, Ice Cube. Cube. Yeah. Who I, I, you know, did an excellent job in um, Straight Outta Compton. Oh, yeah. Badass movie. As uh, Carrie Russell, Alden Enerich. I think that's how you say his name. The guy played young uh, Han Solo. There's a bunch of a uh, bunch of great actors in there. So, what else uh, do you have to say about uh, Mr. Ray Liotta? Oh yeah, um, for those of you guys who are Frank Sinatra fans, he was in a movie called The Rat Pack, and he actually played Frank Sinatra. Oh yeah, yeah, you were just showing me that. And now, was that actually him singing, or was that just like dubbed over? It it could be dubbed over, but when I looked at his lips, I think he was singing, singing. Well, yeah, I mean. He's going to move his lips to the song. So. Yeah, but I, I I think he was dubbing his lips. But, oh, my God, he looks so fantastic as Frank Sinatra. I mean, like, you know, for him to play a role like that, it's so legendary. You know, I heard that in an interview that his daughters actually, you know, told Ray Liotta, you know, you you got to play this character, you know. Oh, really? This, yeah. That influenced his decision? What, oh, yeah. What, what uh, When did that movie come out? It came out uh, 1998, after Copland. Oh, really? Yeah, so, I mean, like, you know, for those who haven't seen it, I really, really, really recommend it. So what what does it focus on? Is it just Frank Sinatra, or is it, like, the whole Rat Pack? Um, basically, it focuses on Frank Sinatra, uh, probably the whole Rat Pack, I'm not sure, but... Uh, is it, like, about his life or something? Pretty much, actually. Interesting. Yeah, it's Let's just so it familiar and so fantastic, so... Uh, I know, D, he was actually going to play Frank Sinatra, but, uh, yeah, he was, like... Uh, fantastic you know uh dubbing the words just singing it or just you know whatever he was doing but he is fantastic so as an actor fantastic nice yeah i think we should definitely definitely um talk about that i mean maybe we can uh, watch it yeah or i don't and, have a uh, dvd well, or anything not but i should get it i mean i don't know where they're gonna have it but uh they gotta have it somewhere it's one of those movies probably it's like hard to find a copy of. That's what, I feel like they should make uh, movies more available. Because I know there's some that like you can't even find them on streaming. It's crazy. Yeah. See, now my, my first introduction to Ray Liotta wasn't through you know, movies. I hadn't seen, uh, you know, Goodfellas at this point or whatnot. Uh, I might have seen him around like in bits and pieces of stuff, but I, didn't, I wasn't aware of who he was. Uh, but my first introduction uh, to Ray Liotta was Grand Theft Auto Vice City. And oh, I, that was awesome. That was an wonder, awesome game. Wonderful game. game. Uh, it was really my first experience with like games, like 3D, you know, 3D game. Because up to that, to that point, we just had like an old um, uh, a Nintendo Entertainment System. Yeah. Which I enjoyed a- thoroughly and I still have it. Um, still have some games on it and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, that was like my first introduction into like, you know, 3d graphics and gaming and stuff. Grand Theft Auto Vice City. It was epic and just, it was very cinematic in its approach. It was just like watching a, you know, a movie, except you're, you're controlling the character and whatnot. And then of course he does an excellent job with the voice of Tommy Verstetti, uh, the main character. Um, what did you think about his, uh, his voice acting in that? Oh, it was really, really awesome. You know, top notch, excellent, uh, very, very, very badass performance, but yeah, he will always be remembered, but not forgotten. Rest in peace, my friend. Definitely, definitely. Another uh, another thing I wanted to talk about on this podcast was uh, Star Wars. It's been in the news lately. Um, of course, you have the new Obi-Wan series that came out. Now, we don't usually talk about like TV shows 
yeah. on this podcast, but it, it ties into the movie, so I feel like it's very relevant still. Exactly. Have you seen the new uh, Obi Wan series? No, but I I actually saw two episodes. Okay, when it first yeah, came two, out, and yeah, and right now the um, there's a third episode out now, so I, you haven't seen that one. I won't I won't spoil it for you. All right. But uh, it's it's very good so far. Uh, of course, you know fans are very wishy washy about how they feel about it. People think it's ruining the originals. I mean, it's the same old story. I don't about, think it is. You know, when they're talking about the prequels, how they killed the original movies, and now now people kind of like the prequels, and they're saying that the newer films killed the, the Star Wars franchise. And some people are warming up to those movies, and now the Disney Plus series are killing Star Wars. So I don't know. People always complain, but I. I've, uh, I mean, I used to be one of those people who talk shit about the the prequel trilogies, trilogies and whatnot. But um, you know, I'm starting to have a more open mind to a lot of these uh, new projects coming out, and I see the value in it. And I see the, I'm starting to get excitement over the Star Wars franchise again. Um, what did you think about the Obi Wan series so far? Oh, it's really, really, really awesome. You know, the fact that they took really, really good lengths into making you know. Obi-Wan and this, you know, like, elk in this person. You know, he looked just like him, but I kind of see him, you know, having, you know, a little bit of gray hair, you know. Ewan McGregor is so fantastic. Um, the fact that, you know, um, he kind of has that voice. He's trying to mimic elk in this is so yeah. fantastic. The way he's doing it, the way he says, you know, when the time comes, he must be trained. <laughs> it sounded a little Southern there. <laughs> When the time comes, he must be trained. But uh, <laughs> now, yeah, he's doing an excellent job. Uh, I think he's he's like channeling a bit of Obi Wan. I mean, uh, Alec Guinness. Um, but at the same time, he's he's doing a good job of of honing in his own performance. So he's doing like this this kind of um, like mashup version that's it's totally believable. I feel like he's doing a wonderful job at that. Um, and a lot of people online are so like baffled about how different he looks um then you know of course again i mean they're two different people uh but they're saying that because this movie takes about like eight eight or nine years before a new hope and so like luke and leia are about like you know 10 years old at this point or you know nine or ten and uh they're saying that oh you know how is Ewan McGregor, he looks, you know, a certain age in this in this series. It's hard to believe that he's going to look like Alec Guinness in ten years. But I, I, you know, I feel like I feel like in ten years he's not going to be far off from how old Alec Guinness was when he did uh, a, new he did a New Hope. And it's like it's totally believable that someone can age that much in ten years. Anyway, I mean, uh, if you put gray hair on him, he's, he looks he's already looking older as it is. Yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty much on track. He's awesome. Know? And he's living in a desert planet with, like, two sons. I can imagine that does some Twin damage. sons, and he's, like, you know, not wanting to do anything with those. So he's, like, you know, I want to have nothing to do with this stuff, you know. So I'm, not, I'm trying to live an ordinary life. So that's what Obi-Wan Kenobi is, you know. But he goes by Ben in the in the new in the new um, Star Wars series. So he yeah. goes by Ben. Well, he, he's that name in uh, in A New Hope because they, they remember Luke... Uh, and uh, his uncle and aunt, they knew him as Ben Kenobi, but that's just like a kind of like a cover name that he would use. Um, I guess just because, you know, he wanted to keep it secret that, you know, of course, from the prequels, we learned that uh, the, all the Jedi were killed off by Palpatine. Have he created Order 66 or whatever it's called? 
And so he's in hiding because now, you know, they're searching for the, the last remaining Jedi in the galaxy and hunting him down. Uh, so it makes sense. He, he was going to take on an alias. Yeah, it was really, really fantastic. The way when I saw the beginning of the, the TV series of Kenobi, it showed the way that um, the younglings were, you know, escaping from, you know, Order 66. And you hear the Emperor's voice saying, execute Order 66. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> you good at that? Yeah, I'm really good at that. You know, I I got to you know, you know, I, the words itself are so fantastic, and it's so. I guess the actor himself, you know, Ian McDermott, is so fantastic. You know, he's so fantastic with the way he does it. But I heard that he might appear in the next episode. I hope we so. We're not sure, but hold on to your movie caps. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say butts. Hold on to your butts. Uh, yeah, I hope I, I hope uh, we definitely see him. Um, that'd be that'd be great. I, I just love how he hams it up all the time. He just yeah, he, he just, just goes hams for it. it up all the way, and he is so awesome. Matter of fact, he's a Shakespearean actor, so oh, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's been in the theater. He's do, he's done the theater many times, so he's got the feel to it. So he is, you know, the best villain to play emperor palpatine the oh, best yeah, one ever for sure yeah i remember uh before they edited the movie uh what what movie was it i think it might have been empire strikes back empire strikes right empire strikes back they remember they had that scene with the emperor but it was someone's completely different it was a uh, clive owen as oh, okay the emperor and they got like some um 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 monkey ears and whatever and they Oh yeah, they, the they monkey. Made it so weird. Uh, they use like uh, chimpanzee eyes and yeah. they superimpose them. It was so weird. Yeah, it was so weird. I saw it the other day, but then when I saw the regular version, it was so fantastic with seeing the emperor with you know fresh eyes. <laughs> no pun intended. No pun intended. And not to get too off topic. Not to get too off topic. <laughs> but yeah, this is a really good day to talk about movies. So uh, yeah, if you're listening to this, keep on watching. Well, we're not done yet. But. Not done yet. <laughs> uh, so, what, what would you say now? What what Star Wars movies have you seen? Have you seen all of them, or I pretty much seen the first one. I saw the second one. I saw the third one. I saw the fourth one. I saw the fifth one. I saw the sixth one. I saw the one that has a you know the rights of Skywalker. Okay, uh, it's really really good. You know, I just think that you know it's so awesome. You know, they brought back you know Emperor Palpatine in the in the Rides of Skywalker. So you've seen, all, you've seen all the uh, the sequel trilogy. Oh, yeah. Very, 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 very nice. good. And then have you seen any of like the other movies like uh, Rogue One? and? Oh, yeah. I've seen Rogue One. I, I've i seen the fact that, you know, James Earl Jones reprised his role as Darth Vader. Yeah, that was I couldn't epic. believe it. It was uh-huh. awesome. It's like watching, you know, a fan favorite come to life. Oh, yeah. Awesome. I mean, it's always like you can't replace him. No, you can't. He's the best Darth Vader ever. I mean, you know, I originally heard um, documentary saying like, you know, David Prowse was actually going to be the original voice of Darth Vader, but they found that his voice was not too sinister. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 So he had a mid country (laughs) accent. So they found someone with a deeper, darker voice. And lo and behold, James Earl Jones. That's right. Yeah. I think we talked about on uh, I think we talked about that on the last pod. I think we did, but uh, yeah, I just want to remind it for you all of you Star Wars fans who haven't known about that pretty shocking 
story, but no, oh, yeah, it yeah. always, you know, yeah, yeah. When you listen to the original track before they dubbed it over with James Earl Jones, it sounds it sounds very awkward. I think I think he even expressed his disappointment that they replaced his voice, but uh, th- that happens a lot. Uh, they do a lot of like uh, dub overs, especially back in, you know uh, in older movies. They did a, they did that a lot uh, with uh, Hercules. Was it Hercules in New York? Oh yeah, Hercules in New York, or something I think that like was... that. But it, it had um, it was like one of Arnold Schwarzenegger's first movies, and they totally dubbed his voice over because he has that heavy Austrian accent, and it's so weird seeing seeing him without his uh, voice, like his normal voice. Yeah, yeah, um, he has that voice, that high octane voice, and you know that's so um, uh, really good and really really good. You know, he is so awesome, and. Uh, I hope he makes more movies. I really hope. Oh yeah, he does. Yeah, I think he. Uh, I think he might. I'm not sure what projects he has coming up. Uh, do you want to do your uh, obligatory uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger impression? All right. Um, get to the chopper, guys. Get to the chopper. We're here to watch movies. I tell you, you listen to the men who watch movies because it's it's so good for you. I hate it when people interrupt during the movie. I can't stand it. It's awful. Random. Uh, I love that. Anyway, uh, what were we talking? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was weird how they dubbed over uh, his voice in uh, that Hercules movie. Uh, and, of course, after that, started using his real voice. They also did that with uh, Vigo, the Carpathian. The guy who played Vigo uh, was the he was one of the terrorists from, uh, I think, um, was it Die Hard 2 or something? I think it was. Or Die Hard 1. I don't know which one. He was in a Die Hard movie. He played like a, one of the terrorist guys. It might have been the first Die Hard. And uh, he played Vigo the Carpathian. And they dubbed his voice over. Uh, I think his name was like William von Hamburg or something like that, right? Yeah, somewhat that, you mm, know. Uh, hamburger. Anyway. Like a <laughs> long name. Too wordy. Yeah. Yeah, so they dubbed his voiceover for Max von Sydow. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Uh, famous for The Exorcist. He played uh, Father Marin in The Exorcist. And he was in a bunch of other movies, too. He was in Flash Gordon. And uh, there's a whole you know laundry list of, uh, of credits. But uh, tying it back, he was, he was, uh, he was in uh, Star Wars Force Awakens. See, you thought I was getting off topic, but actually, really. I'm right on topic. But uh, yeah, so they, they used um, Max von Sydow's voice and replaced uh, von Homburg's voice. And he was disappointed that they changed his voice because uh, he was hoping that they would keep it. But it was just so awkward hearing it. So it's like, you know, just like the whole James Earl Jones uh, situation with David they Prouse used, and yeah, they replaced like Prouse's voice. I mean, it's just like it, it was best for the movie, but it, uh, but you know, fortunately, the actors um, were disappointed. Uh, but who cares because it's now part of cinematic history. Um, but yeah, definitely epic. Uh, what so what would you say out of all the Star Wars movies that you've seen? What, what was your favorite one? My favorite was uh, episode three. Four, five, six, and nine. All of those were your favorite? Yep. Like what out of those, which one would be your number one favorite? Uh episode three. So you loved the uh the Revenge of the Sith. Oh yeah, pretty pretty good, you know. It it was high octane, very energetic, you know, the way it was, you know, they got the right actors for it. They got the they got James Earl Jones at the end of the movie when he just 
recited his quotes, of course, and just awesome and whatnot. No. I think they did that for <laughs> Return of the Jedi in one of the edits. Oh, they yeah, they edited it. Yeah. So he says no. No. It was it was a little silly. Okay. Uh, it was it was fine without uh without the commentary. <laughs> yeah, but you know I guess they thought that we were uh they weren't we weren't smart enough to know that he uh, he was trying to do uh do right by his son and that he turned against the emperor and uh cast away uh the dark side in his final moments but uh i guess that they had to really drive it home <laughs> yep. uh, yeah that's one thing i uh that's one thing i don't like about uh star wars is the fact that uh, you know some of those edits that they did uh, that George Lucas thought was necessary, and uh, it's at this point it's been discussed so much, it's pretty much beating a dead horse. But um, what did you, what did you think about all those weird additions that they did to those Star Wars movies? Oh, they were very, very, very weird. But uh, you know they're part of cinematic history, so uh... yeah. I mean, I feel like some of them were necessary. They got rid of uh, the matte lines. You know, when they did uh, Star Wars originally, you know, they had to use uh, like a early version of what blue screen technology is. Um, but it was all a chemical, a photochemical process. So they would film, you know, the say like the X wing or the Tie Fighters against a blue background, and then they would photochemically separate the image from the blue. Uh, and then they would have to use uh, what's called a uh, optic printer to re you know, to re you know basically uh, film those images onto a single strip of film and you know to put a new background behind it and it would leave like uh, an outline if it didn't line up properly it would leave like an outline of where they removed the blue screen and you could kind of see those matte lines in the the movie as it was because you know they, it's not it's not a perfect process and so the, you know some of the changes that George Lucas did with when it has the digital technology was to remove those imperfections I thought stuff like that was great uh, or maybe there was some stuff to enhance the storytelling and the immersiveness like and um, you know in a new hope when Obi Wan goes to disable uh, the like the Death Star uh, reactor. Uh, the, originally, there were some labels that were written in English, but of course, you know, the language of Star Wars is, I think it's called like Arabic or something like that. And so they went back with CGI and to uh, to change it to that language and, you know, it's just stuff like that and enhances the storytelling. But then there's the necessary things that they change. It's, I don't know. It's, it's all, uh, you know. It is what it is. It is what it is. And, uh, you know, most of it I don't like. Some of it I do, but, uh, yeah. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. So I'd say my favorite Star Wars movie is, uh, and I think, uh, you know, this is like the number one that people say, but uh, Empire Strikes Back. Yep. That the one, greatest you know, movie ever. I think it's, uh, it's one of those movies where the sequel is definitely better than the original movie. So it's like, you know, it's like... It's like the Godfather two of uh, of uh, Star Wars, you know. Yeah, Where it's you like know. I feel like they took up they took the original idea and they built upon it and and made it better. And you know, it I feel like uh, one movie that reminded me of it that came out not that long ago was um, Endgame, Avengers Endgame. It had like strong Empire Strikes Back vibes. And uh, high octane, you know, music by Alan Silvestri. Oh, you're talking about uh, Endgame. Yep. <laughs> you're talking about Star Wars. Yeah, I didn't know. 
Uh, but yeah, yeah uh, Endgame reminded me a lot of that because he had, um, you have that kind of culmination of, of you know the story in an ending in a tragedy, and it kind of kind of leads you off into the unknown. It's like, what where are they going to go next with this? Everyone that should have won just lost horribly. And now it's like, it leaves you wondering like what's next. And I felt like, um, you know, they, they did a, you know, decent conclusion. All the, you know, um, episode, uh, six wasn't the strongest, um, return of the Jedi, uh, notoriously the least favorites of the, um, it's orig- still good the, of the original really trilogy. Badass. Uh, I like it. I like the, I like the Ewoks. I like I like Yub Nub and the, the weird Ewok music. And, yeah. yeah, and then uh, the, you know it's, it's kind of dumb rehashing the Death Star again. But I mean, yeah, but you know it is what it is. You know it is what it is. It's a but they're still exactly. good movies anyway. Oh yeah, I mean the even the worst Star Wars movie is still entertaining as hell. You know and exactly. Now that brings me to my question: what What would you say is the worst Star Wars movie? I'd have to say the first one. Oh, the Phantom Menace. Yeah, I mean, if it didn't make any sense, just yeah, I can see why you say that, and uh, I'm not, I'm not totally disagreeing with that. Um, although I wouldn't, yeah. Now, now, maybe I would disagree. I don't know. Maybe I would disagree with you on that. Um, but it is, I could see why you'd say that. Although it's grown on me, like I keep going back to it. It's just so interesting visually. I think that's the thing. It's it's in that weird transition period of using CGI and models and stuff like that, and a lot of the uh, the um, oh the prequel trilogy gets a lot of shit for using too much CGI. But interesting is the interesting thing is that they used a lot of models still, which they don't do anymore. Um, you know, I mean, if you look at the, the work that ILM was doing, they still did a lot of miniatures and 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 like physical like sets like miniature sets that they've filmed and added in digitally later so it's like a combination and of course you know if you're familiar with Mythbusters at all adam savage you know he was one of the guys that worked on stuff like that it's just incredible a seeing good all tv the... series by the way oh, yeah yeah i recommended cr- it for sure and it's incredible seeing all the you know the detail that went into those things and i, I like the aesthetic of uh the phantom menace um just seeing, seeing like, and it's like the earliest point of, at least for now, that we've seen in, you know, a live action Star Wars project. Uh, so just seeing like how, you know, watching, you know, episode one through two and three, you can see how the technology evolves, how the styles evolve and, you know, how it becomes, slowly becomes the Star Wars that we know. And I don't know, I just something about it that keeps drawing me back to it. And of course, Liam Neeson is an excellent actor. I love him. Qui-Gon Jinn. Qui-Gon, and I'm excited. I'm hoping that we see him come back. I hope. Because, and of course, at the end of the the prequel trilogy, Yoda is saying that that Obi-Wan has learned to, you know, to come back as a force ghost, essentially. And uh, we've seen it a little bit in the the new um, Obi-Wan series that he's trying to contact Qui-Gon because he's... He's obviously struggling, you know, with what he went through with losing Anakin the way he did. And now finding now he's finding out that he's still alive. It's just blowing his mind and he's just going through all that trauma again. And so he's been trying to contact, you know, his his old master, Qui-Gon. And he's so far been unsuccessful, but I'm hoping uh, as he gains his confidence uh, in his new role, 
as a protector of Luke and Leia that he uh, be able awesome. to come to peace with that. And he, I want to see Liam Neeson back, even if it's just like a floating head or something. Yeah, I mean, I, I really want to see him back. Yeah. Although he uh, uh, he is coming back to voice Qui-Gon officially. Uh, I believe they announced it at Star Wars Celebration uh, that he's going to do an animated project where he voices Qui-Gon Jinn. Oh, that'll be really, really, really fun. Yeah, I think it's like a young, a young Qui-Gon Jinn, which is going to be interesting. Uh, so much, so much Star Wars content coming so out. So much. And then we got the uh, Ahsoka. Ahsoka uh, Tano? Yeah, live action show. And that's going to be interesting. They're going to incorporate a lot of the stuff from the animated series. Uh, have you seen any of those animated uh, animated series? Oh, I have. I've seen the Star Wars Rebels. I've seen um, Star Wars The Clone Wars. I've seen Star Wars The Clone Wars, the movie, the animated series one. Man, you're all, you're pretty much caught up. Have you seen uh, The Bad Batch? Oh, yeah. I've seen uh, it. Man, you're all caught up. I, I, uh, I sad to admit this. I know a lot of Star Wars fans are going to cringe. and I mean, I'm a Star Wars fan too, but there's some like Star Wars fans that are all like caught up on everything and they know all the canon and whatnot. I haven't seen any of the animated series. And well, I'm that's okay. Kind of ashamed. I don't no, blame you. I, it just, uh, it's, a, it's a lot of stuff to keep up with, but I want to check it out. Uh, I want, what I want to do is I want to watch everything in order. Maybe get like a timeline down. We could start with, um, you know, the Phantom Menace and then work my way up, uh, you know, through uh, Attack of the Clones and then maybe watch, uh, you know, the Clone Wars animated series, you know, and, and keep going on throughout the timeline, watching all the shows and movies in order to kind of get a scope of this, uh, you know of this whole universe that they built here. I think that'd be kind of fun just to go through all the movies and, and shows and check it out. Um, I've been, I've been wanting to do that. So maybe I'll, maybe I should get cracking on that. Um, cause I feel, I feel kind of, um, behind on some of this stuff because they're, they are really starting to incorporate a lot of the animated series characters into live action. I thought they would never do that. I was surprised when they first did that. Uh, I think one of the first ones that they did was uh, Saw, Saw Guerrera. Yeah, with the uh, Forrest Whitaker in yeah. the Rogue One. Yeah, yeah I was surprised I, um, that they, I, I thought. Awesome. Yeah, I remember talking about it, and then I thought never in the million years that they would bring those into live action because it's a lot to keep up with and uh, a lot of canon that they have to keep straight. And a lot of times, movies, even though they have like tie-in shows, they just kind of do their own thing because it's easier than to try and keep continuity with all this stuff. There's so much to keep up with. But I feel like now in this day and age with like what the MCU accomplished and I mean, their continuity isn't perfect and you know, it's still good, but it's by the way. You know, at least, at least it's trying to incorporate all these things in, in a way that somewhat makes sense. And I think that's kind of exciting, you know, that they have like this whole universe of stuff. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, uh, back to my original point, and I got a little, got a little, little off topic, but not too off topic. Not to get too off topic. Uh, but uh, so I think for me, my, the worst Star Wars movie, I'd say, is Attack of the Clones. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it feels a little dry in the middle, you know? Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, you know, it's a little slow, but, you know, at least it has Christopher Lee as, you know, Count Dooku. Oh, yeah, he was like one of the best parts of that. Like, I, I just love seeing him. <laughs> Uh, but I feel like it just—I uh, feel like it—it it, it just missed the mark for me. I, um, definitely, it got way better with uh, *Revenge of the Sith*. 
Um, but one, one thing I do like about Attack of the Clones is uh, you could see, you know, Anakin's turn to the dark side a bit. I feel like they made him a little too creeper, like, like too much of a creeper. The way like he kept like hitting on uh, Padme and he just like at first she's like totally uninterested and she's like, no, I don't think that's appropriate. But he's basically like, I will have you. <laughs> and, you know, this is the yeah, end of that know, story. It, just, it, is, it, is, and it was just a little weird and he didn't seem very charming at all. <laughs> but, it, 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 you know, it's it's just one of those things. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking. It's just kind of uh, weird, but, weird. But but it's OK. Like you say, it is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. Um. But, uh, you know, aside from that, I mean, it, uh, it, it was okay, I guess. But it's, I think that's my worst Star Wars movie. And the close second, I would say, is... Um, what's that? What's the very last one that they did? Uh, Star Wars 9, The Rise of Skywalker? Rise of Skywalker. I think that's a close second for me. Only because I felt like they backtracked so much... Um, even though a lot of people aren't a fan of the Rise of Skywalker, I mean, I still of, think uh, it's good. I mean, uh, sorry, of the Last Jedi, yeah. um, I th- at least it tried to do something different. Like, it's not my favorite Star Wars movie by any stretch of uh, the imagination. Yeah, it's not. I my feel like um, my problem with the the sequel trilogy, and it gets a, it, you know, it's right now, it, of course, just like the prequel trilogy got um, has a shit ton of hate on it. Um, you know, it's not my favorite. A version of Star Wars, but uh, you know, I don't think it deserves that much hate. Um, my wish for those movies, I wish they would have had a fully fleshed out story arc as a backbone, and then you know, whichever director took on you know the responsibility of filming the movie, you know, they they could kind of have a little wiggle room around it to to make it kind of their own. Um, but I feel like it was missing that kind of central like direction. Because J.J. Abrams, who is notorious for this, he starts a project and he kind of creates a trajectory, but he doesn't know where it's going. And it always ends up bad. Yeah. Kind of like Lost, you know, where it's like it, it pretty much introduced all these interesting things. And it makes you think that, oh, you know, that they're taking us on this ride. But it turns out we just end up in a in a you know abandoned cul-de-sac with no nowhere to go. A dead end, essentially. Um I felt like that's what they really did with this, the latest Star Wars trilogy. I felt like they didn't have an idea where they're going to go. But, I mean, Ryan Johnson, uh, he did the best with what he could. And he really kind of took it in a direction that that was totally different than any, everyone expected. And I think that shocked a lot of people. But at least he was trying to do something, you know, trying to do something different. And then and J.J. Then came back and, and then he mucked that up trying to backpedal. And then I felt like... It just made um, the Last Jedi. I'm sorry. I mean, I keep switching the last two. It made the Rise of Skywalker um, so un- uninteresting compared to what it could have been. So that makes that one the close second for worst Star Wars for me. Um, Attack of the Clones number one worst though. Uh, what do you think? But yeah, I mean, like, all Star Wars movies are good, except that the second one, Attack of the Clones, was a little, little, uh, little, little different. I, I mean, you know, I mean, it is what it is, you know, but they have, like, this extraordinary dialogue in the second one, especially when, uh, Darth Tyrannus, known as Count Dooku, meets, uh, Darth Sidious, and 
the dialogue is a. Uh, it's a. Uh, um, Welcome home, Lord Tyrannus. You have done well. Yeah, that was pretty good. Who's that? That was supposed to be. Um, was that? that um, that's a uh, Darth Sidious. Okay. So that was. Um, go, what's it? Forgetting Palpatine. That was a Palpatine. Yeah, that was Palpatine. Do it. Yeah, you know he has that voice. I remember that in the interview of Return of the Jedi, he um knew that he, he was gonna play this character, but when he um heard about this voice that came out of him, and it was like he was shocked about it. But when he he followed the voice, and you know the cloak and the chair, and you know the makeup and the nails, and the way he gets into that character, the gravitas of that character, it is so awesome. And I hope he does it again. Really, really, really soon because I'm a fan of that, you know, stuff. You know, he, he's pretty badass in that movie. So, you know, I hope you do good, sir. Are you talking about uh, Ian McDermott or? Yep, Ian McDermott. Yeah, I hope he comes back. I want to see. Uh, I want to see him as Palpatine again. <laughs> yeah, just, he's a he's really really yeah. good. Like I said, he's just so much fun seeing him just go all out. He just kind of hams it up and does. He just he just goes 100. percent Hundred and ten percent. He turns it to eleven, as if it were. Uh, it's always just it's amazing every time. Yeah, he's <laughs> super amazing. Uh, yeah. So, what? Um, what else do you want to talk about? Um, let's see. They already made the solo movie, which was not oh, my favorite. Yeah. Not my favorite. Actually, I actually didn't mind Solo. A lot of people were... It's funny because a lot of people were giving shit to the guy who plays Han Solo, saying that oh, he's nothing like him. He can't replace Harrison Ford. And then recently, uh, uh, Kathleen Kennedy was saying that, oh, we felt like that was a mistake casting him. And now, you know, from going forward, we're not going to replace, um, you know, actors you know, with with someone else trying to replace, you know, trying to recast those famous roles, and then people are backtracking, saying that no, you're wrong. You know, he was great as Han Solo. It's like make up your minds, people. You were shitting on him when he first came out, and now you're saying that. Oh, I never said that. I always like, I always liked him, and it's like, I don't know. People, it is what it people is. are funny. People are stupid. To what certain degree? I mean, you know, it is what it is. But you know, the more uh, the people make more movies on Disney Plus. And they make more on Netflix. Uh-huh. I hope they do good. I really, really hope. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, I mean, if if you see, I don't know if you've seen any of like the new Star Trek stuff. I, I haven't watched. I've, I'm not. I haven't really watched too much Star Trek. Actually, I saw a clip of you know Star Trek Picard, and it showed you uh-huh. know Q and whatnot, and it showed. I'm not to get uh, any spoilers or not, because this is a spoiler-free podcast. So, uh, yeah, not really, um, the only thing is that you know uh, I won't tell you what happens, but all I can tell you is that there's something different about Picard. He's not Captain Picard. He's um, uh, uh, Lieutenant Picard or whatever it is, or or Admiral Picard. And I remember they that they gave him a uh, eye patch for some reason. <laughs> I, I think have no I, idea I think why. I know what you're talking about. He was like in was he like in disguise or something? Yeah. But I just, you know, anyway, it changes. Not to get too off topic. Not here. to get too off topic. Um, my point was is that uh, in, in a lot of the newer Star Trek series, they're bringing back old characters, but they're putting new actors in those roles. They're not, you know, they're not like doing CGI 
uh, Spock or anything like that. They're they're recasting him and they're just continuing on as if it's the same guy. And I think that's fine as long as the actor embodies the personality of the character. I think exactly. that's totally okay. And I think that's what um, uh, well you know, put. You know, uh, Alden Emmerich or whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, played uh, Alden Emmerich. You know, the one who plays young er- Han Emmerich Solo. or whatever. Uh, I think he did an excellent job embodying the character, and I feel like he was he was very on par with what you would expect from Han Solo. And, and exactly, of course, uh, of course um, Lando. Uh, they recast him as well. Donald Glover. Donald Glover did a wonderful job as Lando as well. I felt like it was just like perfect. Um, I feel, you know, I feel like they could have incorporated him a little bit more in there. Yeah, I thought they did a great job, and it was one of my favorite uh, of the um, kind of side story Star Wars movies. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't mind recasting. I wouldn't mind if they did it going in and going forward. It's kind of weird sometimes. Because the technology isn't all the way there to like bring back people from the dead. Like when they did it with uh, General Tarkin, uh, they brought they, they brought, Grand Moff Tarkin. I uh, sorry, yeah, Grand Moff Tarkin, Grandma Tarkin. Yeah, it was it was something like that. But they got um um his name is a uh, what was the name like Guy Stewart or something like that. But he was like really, really good. You know, he really, really embodied, you know, Peter Cushing, the late Peter Cushing. May he rest in peace. Yeah, he did an excellent voice, but it was just odd seeing that CGI because it's not quite there yet. And it was like that Uncanny Valley, like rubbery face. Um, I mean, it was it was like. Like 90 percent there, but it was just that 10 percent that just kind of threw you off. Yeah, and then was... they're getting better with like this uh, new t- that that with that deep fake technology is so much better than than doing the the CGI face. Yeah, uh, what is deep fake again? Is so, it something where they put celebrities' face on the old ones? Yeah, so basically what it is is they use like AI technology, uh, and they they get a bunch of reference video, and basically they use this reference footage. Uh, and then the, the computer programs, <laughs> Why are you I have no idea. I paused for a second to <laughs> cough and then uh, <laughs> apparently you find it funny. I don't know why. That's, that's okay. Yeah. Um, and anyways, they use this footage, uh, uh, reference and then the computer program scans it. It analyzes the face. It takes these images and, and, and creates like, um, a set of photos of the face in all different, you know, you know orientations and positions and it superimposes that over the new footage so you could take like a uh, so you have like an actor you know who's older and you could take video of him when he's younger and superimpose that face on you know his current face and make him look young again you know so it's a great technology and they're starting to use that um that's what they used for um uh luke yeah, and, you know, very, uh, very fantastic. In the Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett, of course, in um, in the Mandalorian, it was it was a little awkward looking because they, I think they used a combination of CGI and uh, and deep fake. Yeah, and in the Mandalorian, they really honed it in. They actually hired a guy who who they saw on YouTube who did a really excellent deep fakes, and they hired him to do it, and it looks so much better so much more natural and they actually brought in uh, Mark Hamill as reference uh, because you know obviously he's they, awesome they can't just superimpose young Mark Hamill's face on old Mark Hamill's body because you can you're going to be able to tell you know uh, so they got a young actor to portray Luke and then Mark Hamill was there as a reference to show him how this is how I would do the scene this is how I would move just to be more accurate to the character and then uh, they use that deep fake of, of Mark Hamill. They scanned from, you know, the, the, the Star Wars movies from back then. 
and they superimpose that face onto the young actor and, and there you have your um your young uh, Luke Skywalker it, it worked better but I still I wouldn't have mind if they recast him a lot of people say that um uh what's his name who played Bucky Oh uh Sebastian Shaw Stan Stan Yeah Sebastian Stan um uh, they said that he he actually kind of looks a bit like uh young Mark Hamill I wouldn't mind if they had cast him. I actually don't mind when they just recast the actors as long as they're competent. And I don't they, mind either. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of a weird, we're in this weird kind of thing where they're starting to, you know, I think we talked about this on the last podcast where they're starting to bring back dead actors a lot. Yeah, I mean. I remember just, we talked about how they're going to resurrect James Dean. I think they're having a little bit of issues trying to get that movie off the ground. But it's Yeah, I mean, weird. like, it, it is what it is. I mean, you know, I mean, the technology stuff happens. Is, yeah, the technology is interesting, but uh, I feel like it's like, don't overuse it too much. I mean, yeah, it's amazing what you could do. It's kind of scary, though, too, because now you can, like, you can just, who, know, who knows what's real? I mean, it's going to get to the point where you're not sure, like, uh, someone someone used the example online of like you know creating fake uh, interviews with like political figures, where they think they did like a deep fake of like Putin and Obama, and it's like you don't know. It's like is this really them speaking or is someone making them say what they want them to say? Especially now that they have like a technology that can do like essentially deep fake, but for voices. That's that's crazy. Like I think they utilize that in the new Top Gun movie. Oh yeah, they, uh, for, they have. Uh, now I haven't seen it, but I, I read something online where they used uh, like voice AI technology to recreate Val Kilmer's voice. Of course, he you know had uh, throat cancer and then he had an issue with his vocal cords. He can't speak um, like he used to. He's gonna have a very 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 small cameo in the movie. Yeah, so. but I heard that they used this this voice technology to recreate his old voice off of samples from you know other movies and it's just really it's fascinating but it's terrifying it's 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 everything all at once and i don't know what do you think about it oh it's gonna be awesome you know vel kilmer is a very very awesome actor you know he was in top gun the first one uh-huh. and he's gonna have a small cameo in the second one and then he was in other movies which is so awesome and awesome and so on and so forth a brilliant brilliant actor a man of a body of work Definitely. And uh, have, you, have you seen that documentary? I think I, I might have brought it up on oh, another yeah. episode. Bell? Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen it. Yeah. Wonderful documentary. Really, really good, you know, yeah. a little sad, but, you know, it's glad to see, you know, Val Kilmer dressing up as the Adam West Batman. Yeah. Really memorable. Definitely. Yeah. We were talking about him on the last podcast. I, oh, yeah. I, now, I said I was going to post a, video, a picture of me and Val Kilmer. I forgot to do that, so I might, I might post it up there. Just check our... Uh, check our Twitter every so often. I, I post some amusing things on there. I mean, I just posted something today, which today is Wednesday, but you, by the time you'll be hearing this, it's going to be Friday. So I know, check it out. Uh, I'll be, I'll be posting stuff. I'm trying to post more regularly. Um, and it's at men watch movies. Uh, yep. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll post updates on our new episodes and just random thoughts that I have when I'm sitting on the toilet. And you know, yeah, just typical Twitter stuff. <laughs> yeah, you uh, know, just yeah, you know, random uh, stuff. So like check that, us you out know? on there, and then uh, you can get some check insights us out, guys, into these men who watch these movies. Yep. Um, any any other thoughts about uh, what we've been talking about, Star Wars? Or, oh yeah, um, I hope they make like you know a Star Wars movie where it's like you know 
they bring back some of the characters from there and they bring back new actors and I mean that's pretty much what they've been doing this whole time with especially with like their Disney Plus series it's kind of great that they're like they're taking these stories that we've always you know wondered about and they're bringing them to life you know they have so much carte blanche nowadays you know they yeah. have so much ideas but um yeah you know RIP to Ray Liotta you know you know you will never be forgotten but you will be remembered by your greatest movies in the history of cinematic definitely world. definitely and uh you know what i think that pretty much wraps it up for this episode of the men yep. who watch movies so uh take care guys you know i have been alec and i am dj the movie man wagner yes and, and as always keep, keep on, on watching. watching take care guys don't come back now here